0: What's up everybody and welcome to a very special Red Tooth Games cast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Neil Rivera, alongside my dear brother, Wesley Rivera. How you doing, Wes? Doing good. What up? Hey, how's it going? Um, all right, well, we are here. Um, by the time you by the time this podcast goes live, uh, E3 will have come and gone. Uh, if you're anything like us, you've been paying Close attention to all the press conferences, all of the coverage, all the major announcements. Uh, So naturally, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, So what we're going to do during this show is go over all of the press conferences, um, all the third-party guys, uh, EA, Bethesda, Square, Ubisoft, and all of the big three, Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony. Uh, We'll talk about them, give you our impressions of the announcements, any kind of uh, news that came out of those, and then at the end, Wesley and I will try our best to uh, agree on a ranking of where we think everyone did. Um, so that being said, Great. guys, this is the uh, the Red Tooth Games cast. Like I said earlier, uh, if you don't know already, we are uh, it's part of Red Tooth Games. You can find us on Facebook.com/RedToothGames, also on Twitter at RedToothGames. Um, but enough about that. Let's jump right into it, and we're gonna start with EA everyone's favorite publisher. Uh, they kicked off the festivities this year with what you might call a very EA press conference. Um, Wes, before we jump into it, what were your impressions of uh, what EA had to show?
1: I think they, they, they understand that they're becoming this sort of snowball of a like a, a public nightmare and they're doing their absolute best to just look the other way and just keep doing what they're doing. Well, so here's the thing, like, you know,
0: I, Andrew Wilson got up there and like had a moment where he was like, Hey, like he, he kind of danced around the the subjects. Andrew Wilson being EA CEO, if you don't know, um, he kind of danced around the subject of like, Hey, we're kind of not everybody's favorite right now. Um, we're doing our best. We're learning from our mistakes. Um, you know, it, we, we want to make games for you, the fans, but they never came out and like, they never really did anything that was like, Hey, like we're gonna, we're gonna put gamers first and, and this, that, and the other, they are, like you said, kind of just sticking to their guns, just maybe not quite as, uh, obviously. Um, so jumping into what they had to show off naturally, a lot of it revolved around, ea staples like fifa madden and battlefield um you know kind of where i thought you were going wesley was ea knows who they're selling their games to and ea you know knows that fifa and madden are a big part of their uh their sales that being said i don't really know what what benefit it is to show hey we're making another madden this year I feel like
1: they could have maybe taken it a bit more, especially with FIFA, because with the World Cup and everything, you know, they, well, they could have kind of gone a bit more. Yeah, like, I mean the ball- big the
0: the so. big news the big news with FIFA this year is that they they got Champions League. Um, the the license for the Champions League, which is cool. You know, if you're if you're a fan of FIFA and you want the most authentic experience, um, you'll now be able to do the Champions League. Uh, It was cool that they're doing some sort of trial for FIFA 18 um, that you can play for free, and they just added the World Cup mode. Um, So yeah, I mean, they they did some cool things, but it wasn't quite, you know, like I said, it, it it's FIFA. You know, what else do we need? You know, also. Let's just go – let's get this out of the way. If I – like, I don't know how many years in a row we have to have Ronaldo on the cover of a FIFA game. Like, it, it's been like three or four years, and it's like, I'm – you know, come on. Like, there's I, – I get it. He's the most popular, the most famous, the most recognizable. But if Madden can change it up and put a different player on the cover every year, I think FIFA can too. Um, even, if I, even if you alternate between Ronaldo and Messi. Like, I get it that those are the two guys, but come on. Um, let's see. So, I mean, while, while the rest of the, the, the EA press press conference was relatively safe, um, there were kind of three big takeaways for me, at least, um, the first two being that they're continuing on with the EA originals program. Um, you know, we've saw, uh, unraveled and earlier this year, uh, what's it called? Oh crap. I lost it a way out, um, unraveled and a way out. Uh, both come out of that EA Originals program, and so then they announced the third uh, game to come out of the EA Originals program, uh, Sea of Solitude, uh, which looks pretty cool. Did you see any of that, Wes? It
1: looks very, I don't know, it feels isolated. It's it looks just, it pretty, looks
0: indie as fuck. Like, it really, yeah. like, it looks like it's an indie game. Um, you know, artistically beautiful. Don't really know what else is going on with it. I mean, I, I kind of like the message. Like, you know, the developer came out on stage and she was talking about, um, you know, it's about loneliness and, and how, you know, humanity is, you know, acts when they're lonely. Um, so it looks, I mean, it looks cool. Uh, the other uh, announcement to come out of the, the EA original uh, announcement to come out was Unravel 2, which uh, yeah, actually... Yeah, which actually Shadow Dropped, which actually came out that same day. Um but yeah, like you said, they 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 introduced co-op, kinda more of the same. You're playing as Yarny. you got a friend that's playing as Yarny. Interesting fact with the co-op, apparently it doesn't support online co op. It's it's split screen only. So <laughs> it's like EA, even when they do uh like these small, kinda gamer friendly things, they still kind of drop the ball.
1: I um, think I think at this point it's like a signature. It's how you know it's an authentic EA experience.
0: Right. It's like it's always like, all right, cool. You know, there's always um which I didn't even actually write this down on my notes, but the whole fact that they dedicated 15 minutes to a mobile command and conquer game like That kind of just shows how tone-deaf EA is to their fans. Because, like, hey, here's this Command & Conquer game. And you'd think, like, oh, that'd be a huge announcement. Like, everyone would be excited. Because Command Conquer's got, you know, a a pretty heavy following still. And, oh, wait, we've made it a mobile game. And we're going to dedicate 10 minutes of our press conference to it with a shoutcaster. And, like, try and make it an eSport. And that's, like, you know. Like, that's something that... You probably release before e three or after the like mobile, during the show
1: the mobile is just blowing my mind honestly the what <laughs> just the mobile a mobile esports is just gonna no,
0: and, and listen like esports, eSports are eSports, and they're they're big, and like there actually is a mobile market out there for eSports, but I don't think we need to dedicate the e three press conference stage to you know that long for uh, a mobile eSport. Um, maybe in the
1: future when it becomes a bigger thing
0: yeah yeah I mean but even still like and it's weird because it just like I said like these things are like people buy and play EA games like as much as we like to rip on and shit on EA like people buy the hell out of the Sims people buy the hell out of Madden and FIFA and they're you know it makes them money, so of course they're gonna talk about it because it's you know E3, while it's great for us as fans to, to know what's coming ahead, it's also important for companies to get that information out there for their shareholders and all that crap. Um you know, because you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta make sure the coffers are filled. <laughs> but anyway, that's uh move well, sorry, I was about to move on from EA, but I forgot to talk about the biggest thing, which was Anthem. Uh, that's obviously the biggest game that they had to show. Uh, it is, like you said before the show, it 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 looks to be their destiny killer. Uh, Wes, what were your opinions on Anthem and how it was shown in the press conference?
1: Well, I was I was pretty I was pretty I guess satisfied with what I got to see because that initial showing of it, you didn't really see a whole lot of the gameplay. You saw what was like the the choice cuts and, yeah. and of course you see that in this too but you get to see like a wider range you know you see how the different classes like have an impact but just because you play as this class or, or this class it doesn't really necessarily define your role yeah which i really liked because yeah i want to be the tank sometimes but all i have to do is change my loadout a little bit and i'm rocking maybe support instead of you know taking all the damage
0: yeah and that that was I think kind of the biggest selling point for anthem in that EA showed um just to kind of break it down um so they announced that anthem's gonna have a february twenty second twenty nineteen release day uh like you touched on it there are going to be four playable javelin classes that they're all interchangeable uh and uh Bioware emphasized they kind of did this weird so like I guess I'll go ahead and get into that um I thought the way that they presented it was really weird like it was like this weird panel that they didn't really show too much gameplay. Or like, you know, if you look at other games like The Division, you look at, um, you know, uh, Fallout 76, we'll get to later. Um, they had like these extended, lengthy gameplay demos and they, you know, kind of show you and explain to you what was going on. Anthem didn't really get that. And for a game that's coming out in six months, seven months, eight months, uh, it, it, it's kind of, it, it still seems like it's in the very early conceptual phase based on what they're saying. Um does that make sense?
1: It it does make sense, but so the only retort is sort of a negative in its, you know, the fact that maybe we're not going to get a lot of meat on the bone upon release, which with EA behind this whole project wouldn't honestly surprise me.
0: Well yeah, and that's that's kind of the trend with these shared world overworld games where they're light on story light on content they kind of focus on you replaying a bunch of shit over and over and over again um yeah going back to the story bit you know obviously with bioware being at the helm they emphasize that they were able to write a story uh that they feel that they can add to and they really seem to be emphasizing the story part of it so we'll have to see um if they actually follow through and deliver on that um the last thing for uh, uh last thing I have about Anthem, this came out after the press conference, Bioware confirmed that Anthem will not have any romance options. Um, which, you know, they they're known for obviously romanceable characters, but a game like this it it really doesn't make sense
1: for that uh kind of stuff. I don't want to see Javelin on Javelin, you know, intercourse. Yeah,
0: you know, it is what it is. So I I'm I'm not too upset about that. But um, moving on to the next press conference, we're going in chronological order, by the way, at least chronological order that I could remember. Um, Microsoft was next the next morning, uh, and they had a whole bunch of shit to show off. Um, So, yeah, something about 50 50 games, uh, 15 15 exclusives. exclusives, and then 18 world reveals, world premieres um so they they brought i mean and pressure was on them to bring it and they they did um now obviously a lot of uh critics out there are saying that microsoft showed off a lot of games that will be available on pc and ps4 as well but the fact of the matter is that there was a lot of um there were a lot of game show off and 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 phil uh phil spencer reiterated that these games while third party and multi-platform will play best on Xbox, which with the Xbox one X, we'll have to believe that. Um, but uh, I do want to, I'm just going to run down the list of the, the notable third party premieres. And we'll talk about them because there's a few awesome ones in here. Uh, so we got devil may cry five announcement uh, devil may cry five announcement. Uh, the awesome adventures of captain spirit. This is by don't nod the people that made life is strange. It's a tie into the life is strange universe. Yeah. Uh, Metro Exodus, which got a release date of February 22nd, uh, 2019 as well. Jump Force, which is an anime fighting crossover. You saw Naruto, Goku, the dude from One Piece, and uh, Light from Death Note. So that seems kind of a weird combo. Uh, Just Cause 4 got revealed. Um, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. This is that game that was teased at the Game Awards, uh, the From Software game. It's being published by Activision. Uh, and it's, I'm, I'm guessing it's like a Souls-like, um, I'm assuming it's going to be a Souls-like, uh, but it's, uh, like samurai fighting, which seems pretty cool. Uh, and the big one being Cyberpunk 2077. They closed out the show with Cyberpunk 2077. So, let's let's jump into that trailer, which, I don't know about you, but I got major, like, GTA vibes from it. Not, not like, oh yeah, I'm a criminal, I'm a bad guy, but just... Just the way like the music, the 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 feel of the city, like everything made it seem like it's gonna be like this this crime drama with just like a whole bunch of style.
1: It feels like those those old night like the nineteen eighties movies where they depict the future and it's filled yeah. with like, you know, gangs, you know, like futuristic cyber gangs, and it yeah. just it feels like that personified into a game.
0: Yeah. And, and it, it's very like it's really pulpy. It's really like, you know, and obviously, you know, what we got was just like a cinematic trailer so we didn't get too much besides the the setting the feel of the world but if that's what they're going for and if they basically bring in the best elements of the witcher to that i'm all in um did you catch
1: that the game is going to be first person first person i don't know why everyone's so upset about it yeah it's Deus Ex one of the one of the best RPGs of recent years is first person yeah you know yeah I don't understand you know me personally when it comes to first persons and third persons I'm always a third person I always prefer third person but that's never stopped me from enjoying a game and enjoying the experience just because it's in first person if anything I feel like I'll be closer to the action
0: yeah and it seems like it's it seems like they're leaning into the shooting mechanics but CD Projekt Red have come out and said multiple times, like, this is an RPG. Like, it is. You will develop your character. You will have skills. You will, you know, do all of this. So I, I don't... I'm kind of with you where I don't know why people are freaking out. I don't know. I mean, like, you know, I, I, I'm I kind of the opposite where you were. I almost prefer a first-person game. I mean, look at Skyrim and, and and Fallout, which, granted, I know those have the option to change. But, um you know, Fallout, for the better part, Fallout Three, for the better part of that entire game, had just awful shooting mechanics, but that game still worked because of the VAT system. So, just because a game is predominantly or completely in a first-person perspective doesn't mean that it's going to be, you know, it's going to detract from it. But um, Wes, what are uh, what what games out of these uh, uh, third-party releases stick out to you the
1: most? The big one for me, besides Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, is going to be Just Cause four. Because day one and you know, growing up, that was that was just my game. That was just it's always just the the, the level of destruction, it brings me back to like mercenaries. Yeah. You know, it was game where
0: It seems like they're really upping the ante with this one. Like the fact that they've got these like tornadoes and yeah, the brand new engine and like these like
1: crazy weather elements uh like yeah f- it's sort of you versus nature which it's you know like oh how are you going to get out of this one but you know there's always these games you know just cause there's always a way and so i'm just sort of i don't know i'm just i can't i'm barely keeping together while i wait for this to come out
0: yeah it I, it I, it seems I, like the next logical you know next logical step uh for a just cause game because i mean the action was already pretty big and loud and bold uh so i think this is kind of the the, the next step. i'd like to
1: make uh, i'd like to make a dlc prediction yeah. right here right now i'm calling it sharknado sharknado dlc
0: that's that <laughs> seems likely that really does seem likely um, i pay i
1: pay, I pay good 15 20 for it
0: yeah um now granted we we didn't get to all of these the third party world premieres because I, I they did they did show off some uh well not world premieres but they they did show off some tomb raider they did show off some fallout Um, But we'll get to the majority of those later. Um, To me, the one that stood out was Devil May Cry 5. I'm just glad that that game exists. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not going to play it on Xbox One. I'm glad that it's coming to Xbox One. I'm glad more people can... I really just hope that character action games can make a comeback. Because I played Bayonetta 1 and 2 earlier this year. And goddamn Bayonetta 2 is one of the best action games I've ever played. Um, And I think we could use some more over the top action kind of you know third person character action games so i think if devil may cry 5 which based on how it looked at e3 you know based on how it looked on the 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 microsoft stage um i think it'll be a return to form for that series
1: we can hope Um, i'm really excited
0: Yeah, Uh, moving on to uh, first party stuff. So obviously Microsoft has a lot to prove in terms of getting their first parties uh, out and available on the Xbox before their next console comes out. Um, So we actually got a lot of first party announcements. Uh, They actually kicked off the show with a trailer for Halo Infinite, which is presumably Halo 6. Uh it is a brand new engine. It's called the Slipstream Engine. Slip Space Engine. Slip Space Engine. Um, but yeah, it looked it looked good. Um it shows Master Chief uh in in presumably what looks like the classic armor. Uh not much else to gleam. Wes, you played Halo with me a good bit. Um does this get you excited at all that Halo's coming back?
1: I mean part of me. I'm not. I'm not too invested in Halo anymore. But there is a part of me. I've heard that this will really focus on the Master Chief. He's sort of taken. He's he hasn't really had the wheel for a few of these. Uh, a few of these. Uh, these last few games. And so the idea of him coming back to form and sort of like it being about him, it could be really exciting. And you know, while I don't really play Halo that much, it would give me a reason to maybe dip my toe back in.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you in that I'm frustrated. Well, I'm I'm with I'm I'm a Halo fanatic. Like I've played every single one. I'm I've stayed true. Uh that being said, I was disappointed with how Halo 5 handled the the story, especially with Master Chief taking more of a back seat. Um the more I think about this trailer, the less excited I am for it because it just still feels like it's so far off. Like other than the fact that this game exists and it's running on a new engine, we don't know anything about it, like they didn't come out on stage and, and give it a demo or, or have they didn't even have someone from 343 come out and talk about it um, which as we get into more of these first party games, they gave that treatment to um, all their other first parties um, so it's, it's you know I, I'm excited for Halo but I'm, I still think it's a ways off, I, I'm, I'm not going to let myself get too excited for it um, moving on to other first-party stuff, um, there's going to be more uh, DLC for Sea of Thieves, which is good because that game was content bare when it came out. It's fun, but just doesn't have anything to do. Um, Forza Horizon 4, uh, as you may have guessed, got announced. Uh, it's releasing this year, October 11th. will be on Game Pass, yada, yada, yada. Um, the, the cool thing about that is that it's got a, a weather system, like a changing season thing that will go into how the events get rolled out like there will be some fall exclusive events and areas and uh, winter exclusive events and areas i'm really excited um because i played the shit out of forza horizon 3 and this seems like the next logical step for that and it just looks beautiful gorgeous. Um, Let's see, moving on. um, Oh, I guess this is a good spot to put this in. Uh, They also dedicated some time, speaking of first parties, to announce that they had acquired some first party development studios um, or had developed or had acquired some outside studios to into their stable of first party studios. I can't talk today, Um, but uh, they announced uh, Playground Games, which is the people that make Forza Horizon. Undead Labs, the people who make... uh, I can't think of the game. Zombie game. Uh, Just came out. Just came out. Ah, shit. Ah, this is bugging me. Not The Walking Dead. No, not The Walking Dead, but it's Undead Labs. They made... SATA Decay, Sada Decay 2, there we go.
1: Oh, that yeah. was rough. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so they they bought they bought Playground Games, they bought Sada Decay Developer Undead Labs. They bought um uh who else? Uh Compulsion Games, the people who are making uh We Happy Few. We got a, a release date for We Happy Few. I think it's sometime in August. I didn't write it down. Um that time. Yeah, I was about to say, what 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 are your thoughts on We Happy Few?
1: We Happy few kind of feels like uh, Clockwork Orange just in a in a video game form, and that's always fun. Like the idea of like the ultra violence and you know the post apocalyptic English, you know England. Yeah, you know. I'll I'll cool. be it interested. In... Much...
0: No, what were you gonna say? Huh? No, what were you I say? was
1: saying it. The idea of that doesn't really it doesn't get a lot of treatment in games as much as I feel like it should, but yeah. it, it's crazy across the pond.
0: Yeah, I. I'm really interested to see what that game plays like now because I played it when it first came into early access and it was very much a, hey, we're just another survival game, which doesn't seem like a good fit for that setting. Like that seems more like a, hey, let's take you down these linear hallways and make it really atmospheric and scary and creepy. And so I kind of hope that they, they throw that, you know, bring some of that in. Um, but still, the fact that they're you know they'll be in, involved and they'll have you know the the important part about this is that these studios now have Microsoft's uh, resources available to them. So a game like We Happy Few may be rougher on the edges, may have its issues, but their next game, Compulsion Studios' next game, will be probably a lot more polished and triple uh, uh, A status. Um, the big one out of these announcements was Ninja Theory. Which holy yep. shit! Ninja Theory is. If you haven't played Hellblade, go play Hellblade because I've been screaming from the mountaintops how good that game is. Um, it's they are they're essentially and and you can call I'll call it right here they will be to Microsoft what Naughty Dog is to Sony. Like they're on that same level. Um, they're doing indie stuff for a while. So like I said, now that they have Microsoft's resources behind them expect some last of us some uncharted level of quality from them thoughts wesley nothing just yeah
1: Uh, i'm sort of i'm sort of thinking the opposite i feel like ninja i was a little you know i didn't really care about most of the studios but then when i heard ninja theory i sort of felt like and you it could be a great you know this could really sort of make them out front and center pushing stuff out that's going to be groundbreaking but part of me feels like with microsoft it could almost clip their wings in a sense they might not be able to explore the things that they want to in the range that they want to
0: well the, in the well the big thing microsoft did say and and ninja theory put out a video i follow ninja theory very closely so i'm, I'm like every every little thing that they say i'm i'm, I'm all about it um, they put out a video the day after basically saying you know here's why we sold out to microsoft here's why microsoft bought us and one of the big things that they said was you know they went to microsoft and said we want to have creative control we want to make the games we want to make and microsoft just like okay here's some money like so and, yeah. and and to your point what microsoft could be saying is total lip service uh, microsoft does have a very bad track record of buying up studios and either shuttering them or um running them into the ground so to speak um, the one that comes yep. to mind is Lionhead studios you know like they they made three fable games and they are they exist no more um so we'll we'll have to wait and see i i'm i've have a very optimistic outlook on at least on the ninja theory part um all of these developers obviously are obviously super talented they deserve uh, all the accolades uh, but I, I think Ninja Theory, with Microsoft's resources and backing, will be uh, forced to be reckoned with. Uh, moving on, continuing with the, the first-party stuff, um, Gears of War got a, a section. Uh, so there is a Gears of War mobile game, Gears of War Pop, Gears Pop, um, which is going to be the first I, that I know of, the first pop-centric mobile game, the first pop-centric game uh, out there, which seems pretty cool. I don't know why people hate. Pops. I love them. So, you know, a lot of people were shitting on this game, but I'll play it. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> Gears Tactics is a turn based strategy game. It basically screams Gears of War meets XCOM, which is right up my alley. Uh, looks like that'll be.
1: That's a perfect marriage.
0: Yeah, no, and it looked really cool too. It had, like, I mean, yeah, like you said, it seems like a perfect marriage because Gears has that, like, really tough, gritty, like, cover system where you're just like ducking undercover and it it, yeah it reminds me a lot of of xcom and how like it's very cover based and you're all about it's all about flanking and positioning um so it'll be really interesting uh rod ferguson the head of the um the oh god i can't think of their name the um is it the initiative no the initiative is the new developer that they announced The the coalition thank you uh, the head yeah, of the Rod Ferguson, the head of the coalition was out there talking about how they're going to put a more actiony, uh, take a more actiony approach to it. So I'll be, I'll be interested to see how that turns out. Uh, but the big reveal was gears five Gears of war five. Um, it seems to be a true sequel to gears four, uh, looks great. Marcus is there. Kate's there. JD is there. Um, obviously I'm speaking a foreign language, you because you didn't play gears of war four. Um, I mean I know
1: I know Marcus was in it.
0: Yeah, that's good. There you go. You got it. Um but uh yeah, it looks it looks great. Um the surprising thing to me is that it got a it it looks farther along to me than Halo Infinite does. Um which Gears of War 5 or 4 if I'm not mistaken came out in 20 I'm doing a quick search. Gears of 20. War Years of War 4 came out in 2016, so that was two years ago, and they're already saying 2019 for Gears 5, so that's a three-year turnaround, whereas Halo 5 came out three years ago, and we have no idea when the hell Halo Infinite's coming out. No idea. Um, But uh, Wes, what did you think of uh, Gears 5? Does it look...
1: It looks like it's got it of all the gears games. It looks like it's going to have the most interesting story. I mean, the first three it was just kind of like, hey, kill, just kill the bad guys, and you know, you're you're the you're the you're the guys who kill the monsters. But then there was always this thing like in the back, especially with like with Marcus's father, was sort of like, yeah. you know, hey, there's something else going on right. in the background. I feel like for the first time ever, we might actually find out what what it is. So yeah. I actually am gonna keep my eye on this because it looks really good. Yeah, and...
0: I'm, I'm I'm with you, and it uh, like I, it, it it looks like they're getting back to their horror roots. Like that game, even though it it's very action focused, has a lot that's grounded in horror, and they got away with that with four and three and four to an extent. Um, so yeah, this one definitely seems to be more of a thriller. Um, it looks like there's a lot more going on compared to the the previous ones um and that's what they closed the show out with um so I mean
1: not a bad way to end it honestly
0: yeah and it's crazy and and you know when you think about it it when you look back on Microsoft's conference they were the f- it was the first conference to have both a Gears of War and a Halo announced on the, during the same press conference uh usually they keep those kind of in rotation uh so they 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 came out and
1: they announced both of them which i think you had to right I mean you can only go up you can only go bigger with these sort of things so it only makes sense that because halo gears of war those are those are the big guns when it comes to Xbox. so the fact that they've got both cannons firing at you know right now it you know as a ps4 you know loyal fan it does it does kind of shake me a little bit it kind of makes me I don't yeah. feel like I'm on solid ground. I wouldn't. Know?
0: I wouldn't get too too nervous just because Halo Six seems like it's so far off. Halo Infinite, oh, cool. like it's it's like a, it's one thing to announce both of them, which it's cool that this one you had an announcement, but Halo Infinite's announcement seemed more of a yes, we're making another Halo game. You know, like quit 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 starting rumors like cool. we're doing this, which we'll get into that a little bit later as we move on into Bethesda's conference because that also happened um speaking of bethesda so their their conference came after microsoft's and it got off to a really weird start um did you watch any of it did you watch all of it did you
1: i was i was lucky enough to only hear about it Uh, i you know i just you just watch the highlights so you don't really you don't see just how bad it can sometimes get when you're up there listen andrew Uh,
0: wk is great like we can both agree that andrew wk is great but starting off a press conference with you know a musical number is definitely not a good decision, especially when they were cutting to the crowd and the crowd just looked like, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, <laughs> they, you know, like they were they were clearly trying to show the crowd being like amped up, yeah, we're rocking, but no one was rocking. They were all just kind of confused. Um, I, but-
1: think it's, I think it's part of the fact that. You don't really expect to see Andrew WK anywhere, so it's more of a shock thing. I think a lot of those people were honestly like, oh, he's still alive. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh shit
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> the hologram. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> speaking of which, I just found this out today. Um, so they announced the. We'll get into Rage Two. The oh, well, yeah. You know, we'll get into Rage Two in a little bit. But they announced during the gameplay trailer for Rage Two, they announced a collector's edition, and it sports this really horrific looking head that is one of those like you know auto, automatronic or a- automated like you know if it senses movement, it'll start talking and singing. Uh, <laughs> the guy who did the voice for that was Andrew WK. That's so it's fucking so it amazing. like
1: there was a reason to have him.
0: Yeah, no, and that's, like, they totally... And, they, and, and to be fair to Bethesda, like, he totally fits the vibe of that game. Like, they're definitely going for Zany over the top, which the fact that we didn't see Borderlands 3 this year at E3, totally, like, I'm down... Like, I'm totally down with Rage now, because, yeah. you know, if Borderlands 3 were coming out and Rage 2 had been announced, I would have been like, oh, well, that's cool, but... Borderlands is kind of more up my alley. Uh now I'm kind of more likely to try Rage 2 to kind of tide me over until Borderlands comes out because what they showed of Rage 2 looked cool. It's this open world. There are all these crazy it's uh brutal
1: game.
0: Yeah, enemies and like the abilities look cool. The shooting, obviously, the shooting looks fantastic. Um there's not really much to say about Rage 2 other than it looks pretty damn good. Um speaking of things that look pretty damn good, um, also new announcements at Bethesda's uh press conference. You got Doom Two, aka Doom Eternal, uh, and Wolfenstein Youngblood, two entries in two of my favorite uh Bethesda franchises. Well, I said these do anything for you?
1: They don't really do I mean with Doom, I'll always love Doom. There's no way that you can't you can't not play Doom and just completely go balls into it and just mm. feel that just hellish rage. <laughs> yeah. That's just uh, but with I mean, Wolfenstein is always a nice solid series, but I'm more I'm more into their their, their the RPG side of the Vesta. Yeah. Yeah. Shooting stuff is great, but give me give me good role playing and I'm I'm always down.
0: Yeah. I mean and and so just to talk on a little bit of Wolfenstein Youngblood because I like just to know doom Two doom eternal was one of those, another one of those like, Hey, yeah, we're making it kind of games. Um, I, I feel like that game's coming out next year, which makes sense. Um, the Wolfenstein one really intrigued me because it's, uh, set in like this eighties Paris, uh, setting. So it's got this huge, like this eighties aesthetic to it. You're killing Nazis, um, it's a co-op game, obviously. So I'm 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 interested to see how that looks, but obviously we only got a, a short little trailer, so I imagine it'll just play like more more Wolfenstein. Um, but speaking of moving into your your area of expertise, Wes, the uh, the more uh, RPG stuff, we got a uh, an extensive look at Fallout 76. Not yet, not yet. Don't do it. Um, uh, we got an extensive look at Fallout 76, which confirmed rumors that it will be an online multiplayer game. Now, Wes, as a Fallout fanatic, what do you think of an
1: online Fallout? I am. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly happy. It's sort of a. It's sort of a uh, like a child dream, a childhood dream of right. like, oh yeah, I love around in these wastelands but I would love to do it with all my friends and mm-hmm. kill kill the monsters but when you grow up you do realize that these dreams sort of do have consequences there yeah. are there're gonna be some there're gonna be some things that we can't do in these games that you can usually do in yeah. fallout games. Um, the big one for me is your character doesn't really matter yeah. your character is not your character is not the shining beacon that's gonna save everyone your your character is just sort of uh you're the you're the scoop of raisins in a in a otherwise raisin brand cereal right you know right and i mean i'm I'm with you
0: i yeah you know, because i Yeah, as I've gotten older, I've really come to appreciate a good single-player adventure. And it was really weird. Like, the messaging around this game was so weird because, like I said earlier, Fallout 76 made an appearance at Microsoft's press conference. And they just showed off like this. The way they were talking about it, you'd think it was just another Fallout game. You'd think it was, all right, we're, you know it takes place in West Virginia and our map is four times the size of Fallout 4. You got 16 times the detail and the graphics and you can see these far-off weather systems and they're going to the details of the world, which is what Bethesda and Bethesda Game Studios do so well. Um, yes. But they didn't, even at Microsoft's conference, they didn't even touch on the fact that it was an online game. Um, and so when they finally did, it was kind of like, oh, okay. Um i i kind of agree with you in that you know it, it seems cool that you'll be able to explore the wasteland with your friends and they really leaned into that towards the end but at the beginning it was really rough because at the very beginning it showed you just getting into a random gunfight with a random dude and i was just like oh okay so like it reminds me of Sea of Thieves in that like, oh hey, this game's all about cooperation and, and working together and, and you know, you're gonna be building a community and in, in Fallout and building bases and whatever. But there's always gonna be griefers. Like it's the internet. You're always gonna have people that come and shit on your parade. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm 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 a little cautiously optimistic. Um I don't know if I'm gonna just run out and buy it on day one, but um uh they, they did announce, speaking of releasing on day one, it is coming out this year. So kind of like what they did with Fallout 4, uh, announcing it and then releasing it that year. They're doing the same thing with Fallout 76. It's coming out November 14th of this year. Um, but then uh, you'd think that that's where Bethesda would have finished off their conference. But they had a few more announcements. Uh, it looked for a while like we might have ended on an Elder Scrolls mobile game announcement, <laughs> like going going back to that EA press conference where they dedicated a whole bunch of time to this. Which, granted, Bethesda mobile games are good. Like Fallout Shelter was really good, and and for what it's and I'm worth, honestly
1: really excited about about this one, I've yeah. already did. The- Sign up. I'm I'm really interested because it looks gorgeous. So the fact that it's a mobile game just kind of
0: yeah. Ooh. They really lean into the fact like this is a premium like this is a full fat Elder Scrolls game where you're you're you know you're running through dungeons you're you're killing stuff you're getting loot this that, the other. Um, yeah. like I, I agree with you. It looks great. Um, you know, being able to play in portrait mode, you know, up with one hand like is is you know it's all about like ease of access and just. Play however you want, which Bethesda is really well known for. Um, but the two big announcements, thankfully, they didn't end on that. Two big announcements were uh, the fact that they are working on two quote next gen uh, games. One of those being the much rumored Starfield, and The Elder Scrolls Six. So, Wes, what do you? I don't. I don't. Yeah, there you go. You got you head your. Yeah. Way um. I don't. I don't want to say what do you think because we didn't get. We didn't get anything other than, yeah, we're working on these games. So what? What is your dream Bethesda space opera like a Starfield? You know, it it I got Mass Effect vibes from it. So like, if if Bethesda were doing a take on Mass Effect, what would you want?
1: Um if they were doing it in sort of a mass effect way i would want them to Which kind of make take
0: take take mass effect out of it if
1: bethesda in space go bethesda in space i want them to do the right things with their role bethesda has rpg down rpg and bethesda like they go together so like taking that out into space you maybe don't have to worry so much about that. But if you know, if they want to kind of gloss over it, they want to give the character stats and everything like that, that's good. But this looks like this looks like a giant space adventure that almost anyone can be a part of. I want just like in your face, lights and action and just just zipping around, you know? Yeah, yeah I hope I hope it's I hope it's single player.
0: I well, yeah, obviously. I hope it's single player. I hope that you don't have a crew to control. I feel like those I'm never really a huge fan of like managing my crew. Um, yeah, I'd rather just be a lone wanderer in space and just go around and like instead of dungeons have these different planets that you go to and do different things on them. If you're um, going to
1: have if you're going to have people with you, quote unquote, it should only be for like story story reasons or right. like dialogue. Right. Yeah, I, I, like, yeah. Yeah. Um
0: but then uh I mean I don't I don't even want to speculate on Elder Scrolls because I don't I don't think we got anything. I I mean, it almost looked like it's taking place in Skyrim, but I I and to be honest, I'm not 100% familiar enough with the Elder Scrolls lore to even speculate. I know it's not in Morrowind. I know it's not in uh um Hammerfell. In uh yeah, Hammerfell. It's probably not in Tamriel either. It could be back in Tamriel. It, it real, looks Tamriel-esque. it looks
1: closer. it looks between elsewhere and the the marsh swamp. There's this area so it's, it's also in uh, elder Scrolls online mm-hmm. there's this there's this place like if you go to that map, I can't remember what it's called, and I' uh, just shame on me, but so like the area it even has that same type of fog with the clearings, and then you see like this big city right by the sea, so it's got it, it it's somewhere relatively south. That's all I can. That's all I can pinpoint. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean, and and you know, it's kind of hard to tell. But I mean, speaking of going back to what you're saying, Elder Scrolls Online. Like, kind of one, one, one little soapbox moment I want to have about not only Bethesda but um, I think Ubisoft was guilty of it too. Um, I get games as a service. Like, I understand that that exists and that's a thing. It's just weird at an E3 press conference when you show a trailer for your game. You you spend significant amount of time talking about it, but you don't really have anything new to announce, um, which Bethesda did that for Elder Scrolls Online. They were just like, hey, like we're here to talk about Elder Scrolls Online. We're doing really well. We just released this expansion pack. Uh, they did announce this like content drop that was coming, which is cool. Um, I, I guess that's kind of an unpopular opinion because I feel like each of these games They're has really its
1: t- community trying to sell it to people who hadn't. Play to yet essentially
0: yeah you know? but e3 has kind of always been like all right cool which maybe i'm just an old you know old curmudgeon because you know e3 you know games used to be you announce it you hype it it releases you move on to the next thing and these games and services come out and they just exist and they keep existing and you keep adding to it um it just felt weird that especially considering how slow the conference was up until todd howard got out for them to dedicate all that time to elder scrolls online without
1: really any anything but it could be a bad sign it could mean that maybe elder scrolls isn't hitting the right numbers at first they maybe thought they were. well no they
0: they they announced that it's doing really well i forgot what the numbers i think there was like 11 million subscribers which is like that's World, world warcraft numbers you know like they're doing really well it just seemed weird that they're like, hey, yeah, we're doing really well, yada yada yada, and now we're done. Like even prey, you know, prey came out last year, and they came out with like, we've got, you know, this content's dropping today, this content's coming, this con, you know, they, they're, you know, they went out and outlined all the stuff that they're adding. Um, yeah, you know, whereas Elder Scrolls Online was just kind of like, hey, good job. Um, moving on to the, the next, uh, press conference, which was a, another third party one. Um, we're going to really touch on this one briefly because they didn't really have much to show, uh, square Enix just kind of didn't, like I said, just didn't bring anything. Um, you know, they, they, the only notes I really have here are shadow of the tomb Raider just cause four and kingdom hearts three. Those are the three big, uh, games that are coming out um they also announced a couple of new games there's a new game coming from platinum called it's like the the lost pharaoh or something pharaoh um and then there's also the quiet man which seems like a a
1: bouncer reboot you remember the bouncer i remember the bouncer i wanted to talk to you about that the other day but yeah i just yeah
0: yeah but it's just i don't know like they we got a nice deep look into shadow of the tomb raider which looks it looks great uh that comes out september 14th i'm down uh they got a release date for just cause was december december 4th something like that i figured you would know yep. um and then kingdom hearts 3 um by the way so kingdom hearts was at microsoft square and sony uh press conferences and they showed the same shitty trailer Every time. and I mean, it, it wasn't the exact same. Like, there were some variations here and there that showed different gameplay. Sony having, like, the most exclusive, like, looks at the game. But it was, yeah. like, the same music, like, the same little frozen bit in the beginning. And, like, the same part at the end when, when the music kicked in, all of the sound effects kicked out. Like, that mummy trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just music and voice acting and no sound effects. It was weird.
1: It was really weird. I think I think what should have happened is, I think Kingdom Hearts 3 should have just been exclusively a Square Enix thing. They shouldn't have had it at, and I mean, yeah, it's yeah. cool that it's coming out on Xbox, but I feel like yeah. they, if they had announced it there at their press conference, that could have maybe, you know, because, you know, you showed it at Microsoft. You showed it at Sony, and then by the time you actually get to the, it's just this yeah. watered down.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and so like, like, and and that's the point I was gonna make is a lot of these announcements and a lot of these like looks like deep dives into the games were were great. Like, I mean, you know, but I think if it wasn't for the fact that Tomb Raider and Just Cause had been shown off during the Microsoft press conference. Um and Kingdom Hearts to an extent. Like the fact of the matter is is like we had seen just about all of those games in action and what they had to offer before we even got to Square. So by the time Square's little video direct showed up, it wasn't it was like, okay, we already know this. They were all known quantities. Um yeah, it, But that's enough about Square. Moving on to Ubisoft. Ubisoft had a lot to show off uh i'm gonna start with they started with just dance 2019 which is self-explanatory uh, but i'm gonna start off with beyond good and evil 2 which is another game that's right up your alley open world space opera type uh what did you think of what they showed off
1: i i heard that they're they've actually been reaching to the community for yeah. a lot of their so that's
0: a that's a big like public you, relations yeah did you watch the uh the like the cgi trailer any of the gameplay that
1: they showed off I saw I saw the trailer. I didn't see the gameplay. I, yeah. I saw a little bit of the gameplay, but it's it looks I mean, it just it looks gorgeous and there's yeah. there's no there's I don't know, this has been how many years in the making?
0: Yeah, and so like that's kind of my gripe with it is it's it's been how many years in the making and they're still doing this like they're doing these gimmicks, and I think gimmick is a strong word, but that whole, you know, space monkey program and reaching out, like partnering up with, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt's hit record to crowdsource, you know, assets for the game. It's like, dude, like how far along is this game? If you guys are, are asking community members to, to pitch in and, and, you know, provide art assets and stuff like that, art, music, whatever.
1: Um, yeah, part of it part of it does sound like, you know, it's very like oh, it's so like everyone feels like it's a part of, you know, you 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 contribute a little bit, but then there's like yeah, is this game even close to com- to being complete?
0: It's not. I I really and I really think it's going to be like a next gen title. Um you know, at this point. Uh yeah. Yeah, it's it's, you know, it it looks cool. They gave us a I'm uh, let me just say this. I I'm sold on the idea of uh, Beyond Good and Evil too. like I, I'm all in open world space travel like let's do it um, but every time they show parts of that game like they just have so little to show and say that it's like okay like that's that's it like you know there's no like the gameplay that they did show off was just like a little bit of combat here and there a little bit of running around and movement um, yeah so I, I still think that game's a long way off too unfortunately
1: if you had to put a number 2020 or 2021
0: 2020 probably yeah 2020 probably it'll probably launch oh. with whatever the new which we didn't talk about this but uh microsoft announced or phil spencer announced at the end of the microsoft press conference that xbox is working on another console even though they just released the one x
1: last year so but this is i mean you know this one X wasn't really like next gen, but so it's right. to be implied that this new console is going to be next gen.
0: Yeah. Which I it's tough because when the, when the Xbox one X came out, they Microsoft said like, we're done with console generations. Like this is the most powerful console, which when you're, when you've got a console that can run games at 40 or six, sorry, 4k resolutions and 60 frames a second. Like that's, you know, I understand technology will eventually move farther ahead. But at that point, like, I don't see anything coming and, and knocking that thing out of the water. Like when Microsoft comes out and reveals a new console in two years, like is it gonna be much more powerful than the
1: 1X? But I don't really think so. And honestly, when it comes out, I, you know, just gonna have to wait. You yeah, know. Yeah,
0: we'll see. We'll see what it we'll see what it does and what the the big push is going to be. Um but yeah, to answer I your other heard, question, so what?
1: I was saying I had heard that I don't know if it was if it was the the Microsoft head, but so they were talking about the future wouldn't even be consoles. They just wanna make every device like televisions, whatever media player you have would just be Xbox capable. Yeah. That's sort of what they foresee the future.
0: A lot of people are, are, a lot of people in the games industry, like I know Ubisoft's uh, Yves Guillemot, uh, the, the CEO of of Ubisoft said that it's going to be like there's one more console generation and then after that everyone's going to just stream stuff. Which I hope that's not the case because streaming has been very hit or miss so far. Um, Microsoft found a lot of success with the Game Pass because you're downloading those games to your hard drive. Um, You know, uh, systems or uh, services like PlayStation Now don't really work that well, so... If they can get it to work yeah. and it'll be HD quality and work, and you know, you can do it in a handheld or, or uh a console, like go for it. I'm all for it. Um But uh moving moving through uh Ubisoft's press conference, um they showed off some more of the division two, which they had shown the division two at uh Xbox's press conference. They confirmed uh yeah. eight-man raids are coming to the division and that it is coming out. It takes place in Washington, D.C. It's coming out March 15th of 2019. Uh, Wes, out of... You're you're not a big open shared world uh, game kind of guy, but out of Destiny, The Division, and Anthem, which one's looking the most appealing to you?
1: Um, Anthem is looking the most appealing simply because of what... I, I guess the lore or whatever... Flying around in a in a in a metal suit—that is what yeah. appeals to me about that game. Right That's all now. the lore you need, right? That's all the you know, you're you're a guy or a girl, and you're in a, a small to big robot suit, and you're flying around shooting things. I'm kind of sold.
0: Yeah. You know? Which, by the way, but, I never I never touched on it well, while we were talking about EA. Uh, all the the gameplay reports that have been coming out of E3 have been super positive for Anthem. Basically, like, the flying around, like, it feels like Iron Man, like, it it feels great. What were you going to say? I was
1: going to say, so that's pretty much what I'm set on for Anthem. Mm -hmm. But with The Division, I do like how they're sort of, they have this formula, and while it didn't necessarily work for me, they're doubling down, and they're sort of just, they're upping the game. Yeah, which...
0: there would yeah like like I was and what I was gonna say is it's it's everything I want from a the division sequel because I very much played the division did not like it like I thought the the enemies were too bullet spongy um you know I just didn't really like that game didn't have a whole lot of the quality of life features that like a destiny one had at the time Um yeah. destiny two is a whole other monster but um yeah the division two seems to be fixing a lot of the problems that not a lot of the problems that the division 1 had but more so the problems that i had with the division 1 cuz like apparently you know the,
1: the more and, the problems with that type of game yeah you know yeah it's hard and, to make
0: it's hard to make like a gritty realistic military shooter but is also an MMO because those yeah. games by virtue are realistic but MMOs are not realistic you know you have to have an increasing degree of difficulty so it, just, it got to the point in the Division 1 where you were shooting a boss in the head with a shotgun at point-blank range multiple times, only for him to not die. So it, just, yeah. it felt weird. But uh, yeah, no, the Division looks really good. Um, I'm definitely interested in picking it up. I mean, I'll be playing Anthem probably as well. So my impressions of Anthem will will, will really dictate how much time I put into the Division, but I want to give it a fair shot.
1: I do want to give both a shot. I know I wasn't a big Division fan, but I think I will give the second one a you, good, big, an honest you, try.
0: You, mean and Matthew, man. We got it. That's it. Do it. But, uh, moving on to what they ended the show. I feel like I'm missing something with Ubisoft. I know they, they talked about the Mario Rabbits DLC, Odyssey. which I'm really excited for. Right, I know. But I'm moving on to Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I know is what they ended the show on. Um, but I feel like I'm missing something else. I don't know. We could. I know they talked about Rainbow Six Siege. They talked about some other stuff. But anyway, the big, the big reveal that they had was Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which obviously had leaked a week before, so everyone knew about it. Um, but uh, it takes place in ancient Greece. Is looks really damn close to how Assassin's Creed Origins look. Um, but I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, it will be the first uh, Assassin's Creed game that features two playable... Um, that's a lie. It's the first Assassin's Creed game that will let you choose what character you want to play as. Um, mm. Obviously, other Assassin's Creed games have had uh, multiple protagonists before. Um, based on the trailer, did you see the trailer for it? I did see the trailer. It's a damn good trailer. What did you think of it? it is, but
1: that's, that's Assassin's Creed. Every Assassin's Creed trailer has had a very very gorgeous trailer very yeah it it sells you i think the only one that i wasn't really too into was um after unity what was the syndicate syndicate i wasn't really too into that one yeah and
0: and 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 so i mean they 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 showed off this game and like there's obviously there's more 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 of a focus on action more, more focus on rpg elements more of a focus on the open world element um, which kind of upsets me because I am probably one of the few people who played and enjoyed Assassin's Creed for its open-world stealth mechanics. Like, I yeah. loved that whole, like, I mean, look at how successful Hitman is, you know, With and the whole mantra behind that game is hiding in plain sight. It's all about, you know, doing stuff stealthily while you're in this crowd and see if people, which is what made Assassin's Creed so great to me. So it's kind of disappointing to, to see them go to this, like, oh yeah, we're just another action adventure RPG. Um, it's sort of,
1: it almost could have been named any other thing, you know, yeah. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. yeah.
0: It, it's, it's not. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it's Assassin's Creed only in name now, which I, yeah. you know, I, I think it looks great. I think it, it looks like a good game, uh, but I don't know. It's, it's just not look- what I'm, yeah. It's yeah. just not look, just not what I'm looking for in that franchise. Um, but it's another another game that's coming out this year, October 5th, 2018. Um this one, unlike Anthem, has romanceable characters. Confirmed. Uh the 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 uh I guess gameplay demo showed Cassandra, the female protagonist, giving her a uh a flirt option with another female character. So there you go. Nice. Uh, moving on to speaking of lesbians speaking of lesbians <laughs> uh, moving on to Sony's press conference they kicked it off with a long look at the last of us two and god damn that I game right um shout out to Ashley Johnson uh, if you don't if you don't follow Ashley Johnson she's the voice of Ellie she does all the motion capture um, that it basically what we we got a, a, an extended look at um, gameplay. Um there's a scene that starts off it's in a, bo- a barn there's a little dance um Ellie's there talking with some people that we don't know she dances with this girl makes out with this girl I shouldn't say make out they have a kiss um Yeah but then I guess while it kind of does a little pan camera pan around while they're kissing it fades to black and then it picks up in this gameplay and it's goddamn dark um
1: I'm I'm still blown away because all throughout, I could not. There were so many times where I'm like, "Wait, is this a is this like cutscene or is right. this is this interact? Like, you know, I'm you. Everything is reacting to what you're doing, and and those reactions cause other. You know, it's almost like um, it's almost like uh, like a like a quantum like a quantum like a Detroit. It's oh, almost like all qu- those uh, yeah, quantum like, dreams. Those, quantum dream. It's it's like all those choices you know affect your end game but instead of just the end game it just affects what happens the next 10 to 15 seconds right and that just blew my mind
0: yeah the thing the thing that the thing that blew me away was the fact that there were and i should expect this coming from naughty dog but the fact that there were so many different animations for things the fact that you know she had so many different kill animations when she was sneaking up and stabbing people and like i mean it really like it was, you know, she picks up a hammer and stabs someone in the head with the the back end of it, and and you know, slicing people's necks and and all these little things that, you know, to the naked eye, they didn't really have to do anything special to initiate them; they just did it. You know, it was just a different kind of kill animation.
1: Um, it just felt there is there is real bullet damage. You you take you take a you take a shot and you're not still standing sometimes after it. Like she went down. Yeah.
0: And, and so, and this is kind of another thing I want to touch on that scene. And that gameplay demo doesn't work without like Ashley Johnson's incredible acting. Um, yeah. I mean, like she sold it. Like the, the fact that um, you know, we we were like shaking and like, it was intense. Like that was all through her, her acting because I mean, it was, it was, it was very much intense. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not, I mean it, it, it looks like more Last of Us. It looks darker, it looks grittier, it looks gorgeous. Uh the, the animation on I mean, everyone was freaking out because of the animation on the the kiss, like the kiss animation looked insane. Like just just the level of detail. Naughty Dog are are in a in another league uh in terms of this stuff. So they're uh they're they're you know, I, I have full confidence that the Last of Us Two is gonna come out and be fantastic i um, interested to see where the story goes because they reference Joel, but obviously in the, the
1: first two trailers, we haven't seen them. That's what's really, that's what's really bugging me too, because, you know, Barn, we have the kiss, the camera pans. Is it foreshadowing or is it taking a look back at like her road to there? And right. that's, I'm I'm really, I'm on edge. Yeah. And well, especially, and like, you know, all half of the, like, no, not even half ninety percent of what made it was Ashley Johnson's just incredible acting. So there is sort of a need for I you know, Troy Baker really needs to go in. Oh know? he will
0: he's, be- he's he's another he's a terrific actor, like voice actor oh, yes, or otherwise. He he will yeah. I think I think if he assuming he's in this game, which he will be, depending on how long he's yeah. in this game, um I think that he will be a, a perfect compliment for for Ashley Johnson. Do you feel
1: LA. like last of us Two, the way you said that do you feel like it's a baton handing off sort of title
0: yeah i mean they confirmed uh naughty dog confirmed that ellie is the only playable character so you won't be playing as joel at any point um you gotta assume that joel will be in the game it's just it just depends on in what capacity um i'm nervous i mean because it it, you know this is a, a world that you know naughty dog has built that isn't afraid to kill off people you know and and you know it's like a walking dead where no one is safe you gotta assume right um yeah so i i'm kind of assuming the worst but until i see him and what shape he's in um, i'm just gonna assume that he's either dead or dying but um moving on from the last of us so this is another weird press conference similar to how bethesda started they started off in, uh, like, the barn. Like, they recreated that scene from The Last of Us, which was really cool. But then they said, all right, demo's over. Everyone in the the auditorium get up and move to this other area that we've got set up. So it's this weird (laughs) intermission where, like it seemed, it felt like a pre-show where they were just like, yeah, like, let's talk about The Last of Us and this, and the other, and they're like, you know, they have the talking heads going on. So it was this really weird, long intermission. But uh, after everyone got settled, they uh, jumped into the next game, uh, which was Ghost of Tsushima, Tsushima, which is the uh, Sucker Punch game that got announced at PSX. And what did you think of the first look at Ghost of Tsushima? Tsushima.
1: It's it looks like looks like everything i'd want in a uh, in like those old seventy samurai films mm-hmm. it just feels like it's gonna it's gonna have a lot of it's gonna have soul it's gonna have a lot of it, i'm 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 interested because it's supposedly supposed to be very you know historically accurate mm-hmm. around the times but i'm i want to see I, I, I don't know if I want to see them maybe break away from that or if I want to see them like focus really hard on that, you know, because yeah. it's, it's sort of what happens during that time could really, you know, it it will affect the story. So I want to see if they, they go with or.
0: Yeah, I, so I thought it was visually, I thought it was gorgeous. I thought the, the artwork, yeah, the artwork and the, yeah, the, 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 the style and everything was great um you know everything the story seemed pretty cool it takes place during a mongol invasion um you know kind of hinting at what you said earlier where um it seems like one of these like old school uh samurai movies uh they confirmed yeah. that it's going to have Japan a japanese audio option which is really cool um kind of in keeping yeah in keeping with that vibe um i think they're really going for that that uh that kind of noir samurai vibe where he's just like, a, you know, quiet, silent protagonist. Um, you know, I, I, I guess I just have to see more because the gameplay I saw, like the actual, like fighting the combat just kind of seemed very much like been there, done that, you know? Yeah. Like it, so I, 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 I want to see what the main hook of the game is. Cause obviously mm. the story looks good. The world looks cool. Um, all of the, the, you know, the setting looks really good. Um, just knowing what the characters are, the motivations, and, and this, that, and the other. Um, and then yeah. knowing what the main gameplay loop is going to be like. Um, you know, that, that'll get me really... you know Not to say that I'm not excited for it, but you know, I'll be, be more excited about it when I actually see it kind of in action.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: And uh, speaking of games that we did see in action for the first time, uh, in addition to Ghost of Tsushima, was Death Stranding. Wow. Um, Hideo Kojima just loves fucking with us, like just absolutely. Uh, we got another trailer. Uh, it had gameplay in it, and it didn't have much gameplay in it. It it had gameplay, a lot of
1: climbing, a lot of climbing, a lot
0: of climbing, a lot of walking. That was it. Um, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm gonna say this right now. I don't wanna see another I don't want to see any more about this game. I don't. Unless yeah. it is unless it is here's what the game plays like. I don't you yeah. know like I like I, I love Hideo Kojima. I love his style.
1: Uh huh. You don't want him to tease you anymore.
0: Not even that. It's just it's the fact that like until I know what this game is and what it's about, like, you know, like I can only see Norman Reedus hold a baby in so many different trailers. Like <laughs> i i'm and i'm 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 not a doubter like i really i'm excited for this game i want to play it uh what do you think what did you think of this newest trailer like what did you think of the gameplay part of
1: it what did you think of 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 it overall so and i mean we can we can speculate from you know till, till the cows come home man but uh there's so much that they kind of people were speculating when the first footage Came out and then now it's sort of confirming things and not confirming things. But then, I think one of the big things was he's a courier, like he's a package delivery. Yeah,
0: yeah, like that. That seems like the big theme.
1: I'm I'm sort of like uh, I was like, oh, okay, you know. But I mean, this is a dangerous environment, and while we don't know the specifics of it, I mean, it doesn't really matter what you do in this world. It's the world itself that is what's going to hook us and you know every time i see glimpses of it i'm always i'm always just i'm scared you know i'm scared and i think i enjoy that and like you're saying if i see another footage of this without any more kind of like explanation or then i feel like i'm going to slowly lose that and then when the game comes out i'm not really gonna feel what i'm feeling right now
0: yeah i mean and and Like, out of the four core games that Sony showed off, I'm the least excited for this one. And and it's purely by virtue of... I still have no idea what the hell it is. And there's so much good stuff coming out now and in the near future that I can just say, all right, Death Stranding... Like, if Hideo Kojima came out and said, hey, I'm working on Death Stranding. I don't have anything to show you. It's going to be out in, like, four or five years. I would have been perfectly fine with it. (laughs) Like... You know, because, you know, he, he's got the pedigree that speaks for itself. Um, yeah. But, I yeah. Think it's,
1: I think what it is, though, is that this is, it's his first time kind of, you know, it's his studio. It's his, you know, he worked with Konami, and that's where he got his, his name. And we can see that without Hideo Kojima, they can't pull it off. Oh, yeah, no. But. But, so, I think there is still a bit of pressure that maybe he can't do it without Konami.
0: Yeah, I don't. So. I don't know if that's the case because I mean, I in terms of like Sony versus Konami, I'd rather have Sony. Like you know, Sony and Microsoft like have those seemingly unlimited pool of resources. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, we'll see. Because like it, it definitely the gameplay made it seem like it was a walking simulator, and not to say that walking simulators are bad because some of them are good, um, but. You know, it seems when like I
1: think, a walking and don't die simulator. Right.
0: Well, when I think of a when I think of a, a Hideo Kojima game, I don't think of all right. Well, I'm just going to walk and try not to die. I'm going to think of you know stealth mechanics and and being able to to you know do creative things within the world. You know, Metal Gear Solid, Solid Five showed us that there were a lot of things that you could do in there that maybe you know they didn't plan for or. Um, You know, things that weren't within the guidelines of the game. Uh, So I'm hoping it's not, you know, seeing a character, I forgot, you know, it was just like one of the side characters, seeing them pull out a gun at some point during the trailer gave me a little bit of hope that, okay, this game isn't just a walking simulator, but yeah, uh, yeah, I just, I I need to see some actual gameplay. um, You know
1: what I would would genuinely really like than Mm -hmm. to see actual gameplay, but I'd like to see absolutely nothing else and just have the game release Because the, like the most fun I had with Hideo Kojima games, remember Metal Gear Solid? Right. Do you remember uh, you had to contact Meryl? You had no idea how to do it. But then if you flip the game over to the back and you see, oh yeah, there's her, there's her thing right there. It's those little things. And I would like to, I would like to have no idea what's going on. And then, as I play the game, I I figure out some things like, oh hey, if you do this, then this will happen. And I say, hey, have you tried this? And you're like, oh yeah, I tried that, but have you tried this thing? And and like, oh my gosh, I can't, you know, like that old right. That old, it's it's old all
0: about yeah. He he encourages experimentation. Obviously, I, that game is going to be chock full of Easter eggs. So I I really think I really think he's going to hit on that front. It's just kind of like what go what Ghost of yeah with Ghost of Tsushima. I just want to know what the the core gameplay loop is i just want to know okay i'm doing this then i'm gonna go do this then i'm gonna go do this and then you know how how does that repeat um you know if if i'm just walking around trying not to die and deliver stuff i'll you know i don't think it'll hold my attention very long
1: what do you feel about some of the i guess like the theories or some of the the ideas. I mean, I I know it's almost pointless to speculate, especially Yeah, the-
0: I to be to be honest, I haven't even read into any of the theories. Um, you know, there were a lot of references to, you know, they introduced two new characters, two new female characters who are played by uh Lindsay Wagner and Leia Sado. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with either actress and and what they've been in, but um the uh Lindsay Wagner's character definitely seemed like Norman Reedus's like wife, lover, love interest, antagonist. Yeah, and and so like he had this picture and 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 so, you know, there was a lot of reference of give me your hand in life, give me your hand in death, give me your hand in spirit. Um you know, so death is going to be obviously it's in the name. Death is going to play a big role in the story. Um mm-hmm. I really think there's going to be it's going to touch on um some form of reincarnation rebirth, uh, something, yeah. you know, cause that's, I mean, you got the babies. So I, I really think, but I mean, that's really the extent of, of what I can come up with because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, dig too deep into it. Uh, yeah. because the last thing I want to do is rate, you know, put in all that effort into it and it turns out not to be the case. Um, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm okay. more content just to sit and wait and see what the game actually is
1: there is one thing that i've heard go around that really does stick with me and you did mention it with the you know you're, you're give me your hand in life give me your hand in death so with the baby thing and it comes with part of the mechanic is that your character if you if you do it right your character doesn't actually die what happens is that baby is your character and if you die that baby becomes you like you know like right. a like an instant, you know, regrowth sort of thing. Right. Yeah. If you don't do that that thing where he gets it ready, then.
0: And if you look in the, if you looked in the gameplay, it does show the, like, like there was a part where he had like on the back, he had like what looked like a full grown human being on him. So like, you get the idea that like that baby is going to grow up as you play the game. But then, what what's the what's the role that it plays? Also, what does Mad Mads Mikkelsen's character uh, play, and what role does Guillermo del Toro's character play? Like, I don't know any of these characters, um, yeah. so.
1: But it all sort of basically what it's people are, are pinning it to is that this is purgatory, and that you know that you know the idea of if you put enough scientists in hell, you get air conditioning, right? And so it's the idea of like, oh. People are trying to find a way out of this. Yeah. And so, you get all this technology. But so, Norman Reedus's character is someone who's trying to find his wife in purgatory. Huh. And I dig it. That's sort of. Now once again, sort like,
0: of the, the, the story beats, like all that sounds cool. I just want to know what the gameplay is going to be like. I want to know what you're going to be doing. Because, yeah. you know, and, and I understand Hideo Kojima likes to go for the more cinematic side of things. And I understand mm. that there's going to be a lot of. Uh, Gotcha. It's going to be a lot of exposition a lot of story but what am i going to be doing that hooks me because the metal gear games had that stealth they had those stealth mechanics they had all the weapons they had the guns they had the fights um you know so if if as long as death Stranding has something like that to keep me hooked i'll be okay you know no matter how weird the story is yeah. Um, moving on to the final first-party game that Sony showed, uh, they finished the show with a Spider-Man demo, a very long extended look at Spider-Man, and whew, man, I am glad that that game comes out in three months. Oh, oh man! So they they revealed um, they're hinting at a Sinister Six. They they showed a whole bunch of villains. So you got the vulture, you got Rhino, uh they had obviously Mr uh Mr Negative they had revealed earlier. Um Electro was a big part of this uh gameplay demo. He was chasing Electro throughout the uh the prison and uh Scorpion made an appearance. Um like I said when this game first got announced Insomniac Studios is the best developer to handle this. Um, yeah. They they, you know, having played, I know you didn't play Sunset Overdrive, but with that game's focus on movement and you know, uh, free flowing uh, environments, Spider-Man like makes perfect sense. So the fact oh. that yeah, I mean, it, and that that they showed it in in that trailer, like the the movement and that was unreal. Uh, the swinging seamlessly transitioning from swinging to running up walls to to launching yourself i mean everything it had everything um what stood out to you the most as a as not only a a video game player but a comic book fan probably a bigger comic book fan than most other people
1: i my favorite thing about this is that i don't know what's going to happen there there are bits that i know about like mr negative's role in this this period of spider-man's life he mentioned you know they mentioned eight years so he's just about to hit you know mid to late 20s this is sort of the they make it feel like it's sort of the end of spider-man's career but it, it's so honestly it's like the prime of it like this is yeah. This is, this is prime Spidey territory. Yeah, and they've come out
0: and that. said, like, this is a, an experienced Spider-Man, a Spider-Man that's confident in his abilities. Not an older... Yeah. Sp- I mean, obviously, he's an older Spider-Man, but not an old, old Spider-Man, just, uh, you know, someone who, who knows his abilities, and it's not a coming-of-age tale that uh, we've seen so much with Spider-Man.
1: And they mentioned uh, that with the gameplay, too. Like, there isn't a whole lot... Like, you're not learning new abilities and stuff. It's more of the, you know, it's like... These are all the things you do. You just may not be able to implement them until you get into a situation, right? right. Which I think is really cool.
0: Yeah, I you mean, know? and and go, going back to Insomniac and how how well they do weapons and and gadgets and stuff like that. Like seeing a couple of those abilities, like it makes sense for Spider-Man, and it it they it just
1: they do it really well. And you've always been a fan of the the scientific side of spider-man and so to yeah. see that got all these gadgets and that there's a bit of you know the physics physics is very important in this game this mm-hmm. is like the old like Sp- spider-man 2 that yeah. was like the that was the spider-man game and i feel like they did put a lot of of that sort of feel into it yeah,
0: yeah and it just seems like there's a lot of love and care put into it i mean a lot of people are going to compare it to the batman arkham games which rightfully so those games like I think Spider-Man games up until this point have been better as a whole than Batman games were before Arkham came out. Um that being said, you know, if you give me a a handcrafted, a carefully crafted Spider-Man game, uh, with the the attention to detail that Insomniac are putting into it, then I think it'll be uh I think it'll be a grand slam. Like I said, I'm I'm excited for uh, the game to come out. They ended the 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 gameplay demo on a cliffhanger. Um, he you know, basically Spider-Man looks up and is like, "You, you know, Spider-Man's getting the kick, the shit kicked out of him." Uh, and he looks up and, and someone presumably is coming to save him,
1: uh, but we just don't know who. So I'm I'm excited to see who it is. I think it's I think it's the opposite. I think because if you if you pay attention in the trailer, uh, Mr. Negative is like, "Hey, he said not to hurt him. You know, he said not to kill him." You know, because you got the five right there, but right. it is the six. So yeah, so two he is has the six orchestrating all this, and so that at the end, that in my mind is whoever's pulling the strings. Because up until now, we've always thought that Mister Negative was going to be like the big villain, right? So, but clearly, we see that there is so much more to this than. And I love that too. I love the fact that oh, this was what the game was going to be. Nope, you're you know. Just yeah. Kind of. I had a
0: feeling that they were going to do that. It'll be interesting to see how long it is. They I don't think I and and you know, people out there you can correct me if I'm wrong, but um I don't think they've ever come out and said like this game is 20 hours long. This game is 25 30 hours long. Like not
1: read anything.
0: Yeah, they did that with God of War where they were like, "Yeah, this game is 30 to 35 hours long." And I was like, "Holy shit, that's long." Um <laughs> So, I get the vibe with this story and how, how they're trying to intertwine all these different villains. And this is going to be a really lengthy, meaty, open-world Spider-Man game. And I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Um, So, that's what Sony ended their show on. But they did have a few third-party reveals similar to what Microsoft had. Um, I picked out three big ones. I'm not sure if there were more, but these are the big ones. Uh, Remedy revealed a game called Control. Uh, Remedy, if you're not familiar, is the studio behind the Alan Wake games and the original Max Payne games. Uh, And also Quantum Break, which this looks very, very similar to Quantum Break, um, where they're definitely playing with this idea of gravity. And it looked the trailer looked really trippy. Um, Did you what did did the trailer do for you? Did you I mean, did you think anything of it?
1: So. Sucker Punch has been making Ghost of Tsushima, but I've always sort of like you know, hey, you guys have this infamous sort of, yeah. you know, you have like this this out of the, out of nowhere like superhero title. You know, mm-hmm. you have like a superpower adventure. I'm kind of upset that they're not doing that right now, but I'm sure they'll come back to it. But that sort of kind of out of nowhere, that sort of just filled that gap in for me. Like immediately, I'm sort of like, oh here's this pot- like you know, potential for like a new whole new series like a whole new franchise
0: yeah yeah and i mean so remedy had traditionally been uh microsoft exclusive uh and so now it i don't think they're playstation exclusive they might be multi-platform now but we'll see um yeah but yeah i thought it i thought it looked weird i wasn't i never played uh, quantum break i thought it looked a lot like quantum break so i guess if you liked quantum break you'll like control but we'll we'll have to wait and see when that comes out. Um, yeah. uh, they also announced Neo Two, which, if this year proved anything, it's that samurai are, are definitely in. Uh, between Ghost of Tsushima, Neo, uh, Sekiro, Shadows Never Die, like there's a shitload of samurai games coming out. Um, I never played Neo, but it's just not my kind of game. But I'm sure people who played the first one are gonna love it. Uh but the big one that's Sony announced is a Resident Evil 2 remake which had long been rumored and holy shit does it look
1: good. Oh, it looks um, gorgeous.
0: It it looks like a Resident Evil 4 style uh you know done for for Resident Evil 2 which I I haven't played a Resident Evil game since Resident Evil 5. I just can't handle like the way with the next generation and how graphics have gotten, you know, so improved. I just can't handle horror games like that anymore. So I hope I hope I can play Resident Evil 2 because it looks really good.
1: Yeah, it it, uh, it it's yeah, it really kind of came out of nowhere. I wasn't I wasn't sort of expecting because Resident Evil, I guess seven.
0: Resident yeah. Evil Seven. Yeah, it, the, it, the most recent one.
1: It just came out like what two years ago? Yeah. And no, it so, came out. It came out
0: last year. It came out last year. Yeah, last I January.
1: No, really... You don't really, you know. Yeah, and the
0: I, fact that they announced it with a release date—it's coming out next
1: January. Yeah. So I'm just kind of. I think. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised. You know, maybe not next year. Not maybe not 2019, but like 2020. I wouldn't be surprised if we get get you know shot in the shoulder like that again, just totally out of nowhere. I'm I'm yeah. excited for it though.
0: That was a good. Uh, I mean, that was in terms of surprises. I would say as a whole. E3 this year was kind of light on the, oh, shit, surprises. Um, And a lot of that's because a lot of stuff leaked ahead of time, and a lot of that was because a lot of the stuff that people wanted didn't really get announced, um, or at least it didn't get announced in a big way. Um, But, uh, yeah, no, Resident Evil 2 was probably one of those like legitimately like, holy shit, this is happening, and and it's one of those big surprises of E3. Yeah. so rounding out our, our discussion of uh, these E3 press conferences, um, let's talk about Nintendo, who uh, had a very Super Smash Brothers-centric Nintendo Direct for E3. Um, but first, they kicked off the show with what looks like a game right up your alley Wesley. Um, did you catch the, the reveal trailer for Damon X machina?
1: i did not i've heard about it but i didn't get a chance to watch it but
0: it is uh yeah it is think uh robotech like i I was getting some major robotech vibes from it um where it's just this you know zone of the ender style just action nonstop mech action um what giant robots giant robots giant robots fighting other giant robots and it's
1: it's an addiction
0: yeah uh, they teased it it's coming out 2019 um not much to say other than the fact that it looks like it's over-the-top over action. Um, they touched on Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee again. They didn't really announce anything other than uh, the fact that Mew will now come if you purchase a Pokeball Plus, which, yay. Um, I hope that you can catch Mew in that game. Yeah, that's pretty much where my mind went was, oh, great, now everyone's going to go buy a Pokeball Plus. Um, because they announced <laughs> that they're like, they're like 50 bucks. It's like I mean like I get the the little it's on it's, top of the game? Yes, on top of the game. A sixty dollar game. Nintendo I mean, this why not? Why not? this this generation, man, Nintendo's accessories have been outrageously priced. Like I can get an Xbox One controller for like forty, fifty bucks, and like a two Joy-Con are, like eighty dollars. <laughs> it's crazy. Um too
1: bad not everything they make can be out of cardboard.
0: Right. Um <laughs> but yeah, I mean Pokemon, I know Pokemon's not your jam, but you know, the Let's Go game seems cool. Uh I'm still kinda cautiously optimistic. I'll play through it, but I I can't imagine I'll I'll invest a ton of time into it. Yeah. Um moving on, they uh they did another announcement, uh Super Mario Party, which looks fantastic. It um you can actually put multiple Switch screens together and like actually make different game boards um like one of the mini games is like a tank mini game where you're fighting each other and the one they showed off was like they they put the switch in like a couple of different configurations and it like dictated how where your tanks could go so that seemed really cool
1: um we, that's we, for a long time we uh we kind of made fun of nintendo for like investing in like the wii and then like the 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 the, the wii like the wii touch pad and right but it kind of goes to show that like yeah maybe you don't hit the mark every time but nintendo is always going to look for that kind of innovation to yeah. like yeah here's the here's the game but how do we make it how do we make it more fun because like i thought with the with the switch like the like okay you got the screen you put it on the you put on the thing and you can play it on the tv but then you can take it off and you can take it with you yeah. i thought that was like that's the peak and like yeah. the lab came out and then now now you can literally connect the screens together yeah. and like, it's crazy can-
0: and i mean i i've i always say that the switch is realizing the full potential of the wii u and i think a lot of people will agree with me um because they they showed off a lot of that cool shit with the wii u but it just wasn't there like the technology wasn't there the install base yeah. wasn't there so there wasn't any kind of need to 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 uh, continue to support that platform, with the Witch, the the Switch, the the way that all that stuff works, it's it's great. Um, I I will probably be buying Mario Party, and uh, we'll be playing a shit ton of it at my house. I'll I'm I'm coming over. Yep. Um, another new announcement. Uh, Fire Emblem is getting a proper installment on the Switch. A lot of people rumored, a lot of people speculated that this was going to be happening. Um, looks great. 3D graphics. Same Fire Emblem, you know, grid-based, turn-based, uh, all that that jazz, um, just with high-resolution uh, graphics. Do uh, you ever play a Fire Emblem game? I, I've
1: I've I've never invested. I've never even bought a Fire Emblem game, but well, I've yeah. seen it done. I've seen it played, and like yeah, it looks good. And so comparing that to this new one. It does look like it's, you know, a new installment, but it doesn't look like it's really showing anything completely new with the series. It doesn't look like it's, I guess it's just continuing the story, which is, is cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're all kind of not, not, they're not all really connected, but yeah, it's that though, that series is all about the mechanics for me. It's all about the the turn-based strategy and all the different uh, scenarios that it puts you in. So uh, excuse me. Um, I'm excited that that's coming out uh, early next year. They they said spring or early 2019, something like that. So I would imagine sometime before March next year. Um, they, they showed a lot of third-party stuff, like kind of just like a sizzle reel of, hey, here's all these games coming to Switch. Most of it was stuff that we already knew about. Um, but the two notable ones were uh, they shadow dropped Fortnite on Switch. Uh, It was available the same day as the Direct, which I've played some Fortnite on Switch, and I almost won a game. It was great. (laughs) Um, You know, I downloaded it to hopefully get some Switch noobs, and I'm actually just not that good at Fortnite, it seems. But uh, it's good. It's, you know, it runs well. It's, you know, it runs in handheld. Like, being able to play that game... The thing... I know you're not a huge... I know you're a PUBG guy through and through. And... The thing about Fortnite is that they are building it as a service where, like, you can play Fortnite wherever the hell you want. Your phone, you can play it on your Xbox, you can play it on your computer, you can play it on Switch. Um, And so for your progress to carry over, minus PlayStation, because um, I don't know if you heard about this, but people who had their Epic Games account linked to their PSN accounts can't uh, log in on other platforms. Sony's petty like that. Sony's petty like that um yeah it was real bad um but uh you know with the exception of that like the fact that they're turning that game into like this big platform for play anywhere do whatever you want like i'm all for it you know it's 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 a fun it's a fun enough game yeah um but the other third party game that i'm i i made a note of is one that you'll be really happy about is overcooked 2
1: yeah, I saw that. I was real excited. But yeah. is that exclusively for the Switch? Uh,
0: I doubt. No, I don't think so. I think it's multiple platforms. Um, but, yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things where, you know, and Reggie made a big point about um, indies have been very well supported on the Switch. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that's one that they're, they're showcasing it. And I imagine um, Team 17, or I think that's the name of the developers, Team 17, they'll uh, probably do, you know, like a partnership with, uh, uh, um, Nintendo. I just remembered, speaking of partnerships with Nintendo, you remember when I said when we were talking about Ubisoft and I said I was forgetting something? Starlink. Starlink.
1: Oh my god. Starlink
0: is gonna be, is gonna have Star Fox support, so if you don't remember, Starlink, this is a total aside, but I guess this kind of counts because we're talking about Nintendo, so fuck it, um... Starlink is that Toys to Life game that Ubisoft is making. It's like spaceships, and you can customize them. You customize a little toy, and and it takes place in the game. I thought the game was DOA. Like I was like, Toys to Life is dead. Like think about it. Disney Infinity shut down. Lego Dimensions shut down. Um, all these you know Skylanders. Like they're taking an extended break from Skylanders. So when Ubisoft was like, Hey, we're doing this Toys to Life game, I was like, No, don't do it. Um, <laughs> There was even rumors that they were going to drop the Toys to Life gimmick and just make it a, you know, just a regular game. Uh but no, they're doubling down on it. They're releasing uh they've got a partnership with Nintendo that they're going to release Star Fox in the Switch version of the game. Uh the starter edition comes with the the Star Fox R-wing. So good good for you, Ubisoft.
1: I say, you know what? I say go for it. You know, yeah, to- Toys to Life is kind of a a, a shitty really it's like a like a dead fish, you know. Like it flaps around a little bit and then it just stops moving. But you know what? Like do it, push it, yeah. keep it alive. I just I alive. just
0: hope that it doesn't become too like I saw the price tag of the starter edition. I was like seventy five dollars. Like I can buy almost like I could buy a yeah. game and a half with that, you know. Like
1: if it's if it's honestly good enough for it, then you know I say why not?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: but and yeah, if and not to be like you know hot garbage thing. Then like yeah, fuck it.
0: Yeah, I've and I mean I've been hearing with uh, you know uh, uh, people I know down at E3 that Starlink is good, like and the gameplay was good, um, which like I said I I thought when they announced that game I was like this game is gonna come out and it is not going to sell and so I you know wish them all the best, uh, wish them all the best and uh, hope that it it you know does well. Uh, But the last game that we uh, get to talk about today is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. It is the game that Nintendo closed their direct with. Uh, It is going to be a massive game, to say the least. It features every single character that has ever been in a Smash Bros. game. A lot of people were speculating as to would ice climbers come back would they bring back this character would the dlc characters from uh smash 4 come back because a lot of them were third party you know like uh cloud a lot of people didn't think cloud would come back a lot of people didn't think ryu from street fighter would come back but no every single character that's ever been a smash game will be in smash brothers ultimate which is like
1: yeah it's it's a wet dream for smash brothers fan Um, but on top of that they will have you know they're gonna have their new characters but then they'll have even more dlc characters and so like the idea of like like next year they'll announce like all of these new people that we can't even we're just gonna just freak out man
0: and and it's crazy because you know a lot of people were worried that the like the third party characters were going away but almost everybody kind of assumed that like the arms characters would make an appearance, you know, like Spring Girl and and Ribbon or Spring Man and Ribbon Girl. Um mm-hmm. they they're not in the game. Like they they're as of as of now not announced for the game. Um so that's a possibility. Um but yeah, you're right. They 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 kind of hinted that like hey, we've got a large roster, so we may not be adding that many characters. Yeah, they still announced Ridley from uh uh, Metroid as a playable playable character which i know was a heavy fan request. Um yeah. so yeah, we'll just have to see. I mean, i'm i'm excited. I'm really excited. Like i mean, i think Ultimate is the best name for that game uh, cuz it is i think the best uh iteration of Smash Bros. Yeah. But uh but uh yeah, i think the only disappointing thing is the release date. Uh a lot of people had this game pegged as a september release because uh nintendo's online service is releasing in september yeah. so the fact that it's coming out december 3rd is a little bit of a letdown but uh i think i think we're excited to just have more smash bros
1: well i i, I personally i want to see that the service can can go can, can make it without super smash bros i don't want this sort of like, oh, this this thing only worked because they dropped Super Smash Bros when, you know, when they released it. But if they can, you know, if it can be a solid thing and people are into it, then you don't have to really worry about it. Like, hey, here's this great thing. Two months, we're going to have a game that is just going to just blow it all the way up. Right, right. So, um, <laughs> you know, I've, I've been very, like, past years nintendo hasn't really done that much for me but i'm you know like go for it man i might get a switch
0: yeah it's not it's not zelda and mario that last year was i think you'll never get a a year like last year in terms of nintendo first party but pokemon and smash is is pretty good and granted it's not a it's not a true true pokemon but it's still pokemon nonetheless um before we get into ranking these uh conferences wes is there uh do you have a most disappointing part about E3 for you, whether it's a game that wasn't announced, a game that was announced but didn't get the love it deserved, or, or what, what stood out to you as most disappointing uh, at I E3.
1: wanted, I wanted, I know at E3 people can play Soul Calibur Six mm-hmm. and they experience it and see but the facebook like the facebook thing isn't enough for me i wanted to see it like showcase i wanted them to make like a huge you wanted them to
0: show up on someone's stage yeah,
1: yeah. i wanted i wanted soul Calibur to get some real love and affection i know right now one of my uh, one of my friends from high school he's over at e3 and he's playing soul Calibur six or yeah. was they and they...
0: so like no you huh? keep going keep going
1: but uh, yeah, so one of the one of the hooks is that there's not everyone's available, but Geralt is available, and That's so cool. that was the big. Yeah, that was a big like they had like posters and like oh, Witchers, Witchers needed, please come, please come here. And, you know, yeah, yeah. That game has and-
0: been the game has been marketed really weirdly. Like they've been doing like really big social media pushes for that game, like not yeah. actual like. Hey, let's get major game outlets to preview this or anything like that. It's just like, hey, we're gonna, you know, release a new character today and, and I mean, reveal so a new Calvert, character. Today.
1: Like top tier one, top three of like all fighting games. And so I, I feel like maybe maybe they have it in their head that they don't really need to. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but at the same time, I mean, Dead or Alive really stopped pushing that, uh, stopped pushing that envelope and they still, they still have very solid numbers. So I think you know, all that.
0: And you saw, really, you saw Dead or Alive 6 is coming out, right?
1: Yeah, I saw Dead or Alive 6 is coming out. I'm uh, hype, I'm hype, yeah. let's go. But so I think Soul Calibur, you know, they've seen that like, Hey, we don't really need to push so much into our marketing. Maybe they're focusing on just making a better game yeah. now that they don't have to worry about all this stuff and they can use Facebook, they can do all that. And I guess at the end of the day, cool. But I'm old school. I like uh, I like a nice show. I like a big uh, right. razzle right. and dazzle. Razzle dazzle. Um,
0: razzle dazzle. So counter to that point, was there anything that? What was your most get hype moment of of e3 2018? Uh, what was your most
1: get hype moment of 2018? E3? The Last of Us Part Two. Last, last of Us Part Two. Hands hands down. That yeah. you know you expect you you know you know what to expect, and then all of a sudden you you know they pull the rug out from under you yeah. and you didn't know a video game could look and feel like that. Yeah, that was so. a gut
0: punch. It really was. It really cool. was. Um cool. my most disappointing moment is the fact that uh, Ubisoft did not announce a new uh Splinter Cell game. I was that... convinced that this year was going to be the year. Uh yeah. especially because Walmart Canada leaked it. So, and they were right about a lot of shit actually. Like, oh. if you go back and look at that Walmart Canada leak, like, they got Rage 2, they got Just Cause 4, uh, you know, a couple other things, but uh, Splinter Cell, they called out, and it wasn't, it wasn't on there, so... I
1: think, I think Ubisoft maybe decided to pull out.
0: Maybe. I don't know, and maybe that, maybe that game's not... See, but it's weird because, you know, oh, maybe that game's not far long enough, but they're showing off Beyond Good and Evil 2, and uh, it's not... You know, it doesn't seem that far along. Another thing we forgot about Ubisoft, Skull and Bones.
1: Oh yeah. Eh.
0: It looks fine. That's all I needed to say. Looks alright.
1: Yeah.
0: Um But then my most get hype moment is kind of a tie between like realistically Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, like that's probably the most one of the games I'm most anticipating out of out of this yeah. year. Um but then like in terms of the most excited I got was the Elder Scrolls Six announcement, which Like was barely an announcement, but fuck it, it's Elder Scrolls Six, and I know that
1: game is being made. I I know, I I knew that that game was going to be made. I'm glad that they they put they they put it there. You can't take it back after that. Like I like that. Right. But for me, that was always an eventuality. Well, shit.
0: Well, shit. If you if you're Microsoft, you can take back anything. At E3 2014, they said a whole (laughs) bunch of shit that is not coming out.
1: Uh, Bethesda, is gonna, Bethesda will do it. There's no, like, I know, right. I think realistically, if I had to, if I had to cart the, you know, chart the course for the next for the next 10 years, mm. we will have two, maybe three more Elder Scrolls games. Hands down. Wait, you said two or three years? No, 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 in the next like oh. 10 years. Oh, 10 years. We'll have two or three. Two or, two three. or three Elder Scrolls games. That, uh, I think like that would honestly be it. That's, yeah. I mean, they've been focusing a lot on Fallout lately. It's crazy. They're they're you know when they first bought the rights from uh from Interplay was it Interplay I think so Interplay yeah but so they bought the rights they did Fallout three and I'm sure that made them a lot of money but they really did yeah. just did on it after that they did they did Skyrim and then they were doing like all the other stuff that yeah cause, really- well no because no
0: because so Fallout three came out in two thousand eight Fallout mm-hmm. four came out yeah no they just take well, a long time to make
1: games. Well, clearly not cuz Fallout 76 it comes out well, like what? So
0: that so that apparently is being made with like they were testing a multiplayer mode for Fallout 4. They cut uh, it. Right? And so yeah, they yeah. use that to make Fallout 76. So that it makes sense. Pretty much
1: make but okay. I
0: mean by the time by the time Elder Scrolls 6 comes out, I guarantee I mean right now it's shaping up Elder Scrolls 6 won't be out until over 10 years after Skyrim. The yeah, the original yeah. release of Skyrim. Yeah.
1: So. We'll see. I could, I could see. I could see if, you know, if optimistically, if I'm being really optimistic, I wouldn't be surprised 2020. I know that's two years from what everyone else is thinking. But if, if you do it right, if you're just withholding stuff and you do like maybe three major drops in the next. Yeah. So, here's, years,
0: so here's the thing. So Todd Howard, when he introduced Starfield, said this is a next gen title. So that to me says Starfield is like 3 years off.
1: Yeah. Because
0: next gen consoles you are probably looking at 2020, 2021. If yeah. Elder Scrolls 6 is coming out after Starfield, that game is a long way off. That game's like
1: 6 so years. So we don't know when Elder Scrolls 6 is coming out. I mean, we don't, we don't need to assume that. I'm pretty sure you know. I'm pretty sure Todd
0: Howard said that they're working on Starfield now and then after Starfield they're going to work on Elder Scrolls, like they're going to push Elder Scrolls. But they're working on I Elder
1: think- Scrolls. I think it would be really stupid not to have Elder Scroll Six as your next gen console. Like, buy the console, you get this game. Yeah. If you if you if you tied if you tied the next gen console with Elder Scroll Six, are you are you kidding me? It could be eight hundred dollars. I would buy it. A lot of money. It's a lot of money, but you tie you tie that together with it. mm, A lot of money. You you could drag me a mile through broken glass. I'll buy it. Well, we're
0: going to move on to uh, ranking the press conferences. So, Wesley didn't do much of his homework, so we'll we'll have to see how you do in terms of ranking these. But uh, just to, to break it down, once again, we had uh, your third-party developers, which we're going to rank them all together. So, your third-party developers, you've got EA, Ubisoft, Square, and uh, I'm missing someone, Bethesda. And then you've yeah. got uh, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo for uh your uh your major ones your major uh, hardware developers um Mm -hmm. so let's start with who we thought was the worst who did you think was the worst
1: skull and bones just didn't do anything for me
0: so what i'm saying i'm talking about the press conference as a as a as a oh. as a whole, I'm oh. talking about yeah the oh, worst Square press conference. Phoenix. No, yeah, we're not Square talking Square. about we're not talking about games because you're god, we don't have oh, all okay. that we don't have all that time. All
1: right, Square Square Enix Square Enix. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I think Square Enix is. I was torn between EA and Square, but yeah, Square just didn't need to be there. Like if the fact that they had they had reveals at other people's press conferences really just tarnished their their uh, press conference. So then I we, hope they really
1: that and you know we don't see this happen again
0: yeah um
1: so moving on from
0: there i feel confident that ea is probably the next one down but who do you yeah. what do you think
1: no 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 i would i would go i would go with ea because they yeah. like i said they sort of they they know they know hey they they acknowledge like hey we know that in the past that we've done bad by you and we want to do better yeah but we're not really do anything about that right now
0: yeah it was a it was an anthem showcase it that's all it yeah. was if yeah. if if they had shortened that like if they got rid of all the extra fluff and just made it about anthem similar to how nintendo did with smash bros i think it would have been a lot better um Absolutely. i would go above them i would go bethesda just because of
1: how andrew wk
0: yeah and just how definitely... before todd howard came out that like the the doom uh the doom reveal was great the Wolfenstein reveal was great, um Rage two looks awesome but I thought that that press conference was just like I was kind of bored before uh they got into Fallout seventy six. What did you think? Yeah.
1: I think um I think we could have we could have done without Bethesda this year. I mean yeah Fallout seventy six is a very important title it's a very important piece but this all could have been dropped yeah via social media and i mean maybe maybe you cut it to like three maybe two titles maybe you talk yeah. about Wolf and you talk about fallout 76 but other than that that yeah. that was really and that's
0: that's a problem bethesda has like they had a problem with that last year where it was like we kind of knew everything they were coming out with, and it just didn't make sense. Like, why are you guys making a, a press conference? You know, why are you guys doing this? And then not only that, but for them to fill it with a lot of extra fluff. You know, I was complaining about Elder Scrolls Online, where it's like, why are we talking about this? Why are we talking yeah. about
1: Elder Scrolls Legends? Which, you know, they they think, just recently, so they so just really so what kind of i was saying like the fact that it like you know when you talk about eso that was really what kind of killed it for me
0: yeah yeah and then you know like with elder scrolls legends they they change developers on it and i mean like yeah you had some things announced there but it's just like okay it's just it's still a card game um you know nothing big coming uh so after them so we've got let me write these down that's probably a bit a good idea um, yeah. We did Square at the bottom. We did EA, and then we did Bethesda. So yeah. that leaves us with Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, and Ubisoft, right?
1: Yeah. All right. I,
0: I, I kind of want to put Nintendo here.
1: I was gonna say Ubisoft, just because the the highlight was just Assassin's Creed, and that didn't really do anything for me.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm torn between... I'll, I'll be honest, I'm torn between Nintendo and Ubisoft. Huh? I said I'm torn between Nintendo and Ubisoft at this number four spot um, because like I said, like you said, uh, Assassin's Creed didn't do much for me. Skull of Bones didn't really do much for me. The Division looks cool. Um, Beyond Good and Evil 2 just doesn't look like it's that far along um but then at the same time nintendo short of like if you take out the the bit about smash brothers they didn't really have they had like two or three big announcements and like not not big announcements they had like two or three announcements you know
1: yeah i don't but know this is sort of yeah It just kind of it, it it did just sort of fall flat for me
0: i'll uh all right well i'll i'll, I'll give in to you and i'll put i'll put
1: ubisoft here um because smash bros is definitely
0: yeah I, I would say i'm I'm probably more excited for all of nintendo's games more than i am any of ubisoft's games um yeah but i don't think that falls on how ubisoft presented it but um then i th- say it's it's safe to put nintendo up here uh above at yeah. number three um then then it's down to sony and microsoft the two big boys what do you think
1: I want to, I want to say Microsoft next, just yeah. because you know you know where I am. But my my argument is, a lot of those Xbox exclusives, maybe they're exclusive now, but they're not going to be exclusive for yeah. long. It's not it's not a forever thing. With I mean PS4 with exclusive, that really does mean exclusive, and it's very few and rare that you do see like oh hey this exclusive title is coming to to Xbox now. Yeah, but so you know, I'm I'm.
0: I'm going to go Microsoft at two as well.
1: Yeah. My reasoning
0: being, I can't remember the last time Microsoft, and granted this is because Microsoft doesn't have the exclusives. It doesn't have, they don't have anything that's immediately coming out. That's worth shouting home about. Forza Horizon four looks amazing. Um, That's going to come out this year. I'm going to play that. Um, But in terms of the games that are coming out 2019 and beyond, Um, I think Gears 4, or no, sorry, Gears 5 was the only one that we got, like, a somewhat in-depth look at. Everything else was, hey, here's a trailer. Cool. Like, I know Halo's coming out, but what's that game? What's it about? What am I doing? What does it look like? Um, I think for us to get in-depth looks at, like, Last of Us 2. And, like, that game looks so far along. Like, I was almost expecting them to come out and be like, yeah, Last of Us 2 is coming out, like... Early next year because that game looks like far along. It looks like it's they, they could release it tomorrow and like I'm sure it's close to finished. Um, same thing like Ghost of Tsushima like looks really good and like has has a lot of potential. And, uh, you know, Spider-Man obviously is coming out very soon and we still got a deep look at that. Like I think Sony's just doing a great job with how like obviously they've got the quality there, but I think they're doing a good job spacing it out and pacing it really well and knowing like i think microsoft if microsoft had all of the games that sony had they would have shown days gone and they would have shown where like you know they would have shown dreams and sony was like no like here are the four that we're focusing on like we're gonna tell you about days gone in the background we're gonna tell you about days gone behind the scenes um we'll tell you about dreams um you know we'll kind of hint and tease at dreams a little bit um but it's about these four games. Um so I think in terms of knowing where their uh knowing where the prized race horses are, like I think Sony Sony gets the nod here. Not to say that Microsoft had a bad conference cuz they did. They they had a fantastic press conference.
1: I want to it sort of bugs me. I mean, it's great news that that they've acquired a lot of studios. Yeah. And I I it does un, it does Make me a little unsettled that that's sort of you can you can announce that on Facebook and you can you know release that on social media. It Doesn't really feel like a like a press conference thing. I mean, yeah, it's great. Like, here's who we teamed it up is, with, and we're gonna contact, contact yeah. with them. But I feel like, it is just sort of unfortunately
0: unfortunately it is when you're Microsoft. It, you know, when you're Microsoft and you've been the punching bag of Sony and to a better part X- Nintendo or, or a smaller extent Nintendo for. You know, hey, what are the reasons I should own an Xbox? Like I don't, you know, I I I own my Xbox for the sole purpose of it being my 4K Blu-ray player. And I play some games on there occasionally, and you know, they've got some exclusives here and there. But for the most part, it's my entertainment boxes, what which is what they originally pitched it as. Um, so I think now they're in this position, you know, they've been having to catch up this entire generation. But I think right now making those announcements at this E3 i'm excited now for when they come out and do announce their new hardware because i guarantee you when their next hardware comes out guess what we got playground games we got the initiative we got um ninja theory all of these games are going to be coming out within the launch window of the new xbox and it's going to be like a switch situation because that's the reason the switch did so well was all right here you got the system you got zelda then you got this game coming out a few months from now. This game coming out the month after that. This game coming out the month after that. And you've got a slow stream of first party games. So that's
1: that is only if Microsoft keeps all these studios and doesn't just just liquidate and Therein
0: just... therein lies the, the the problem because yeah, yeah. I, I would hate it if like the one end of the coin where I think that Ninja Theory could become Microsoft's uh, uh, naughty dog. On the other hand of the coin, they could get closed down and you know, we'll never get another Ninja Theory game again. And that would be a travesty. Um, So I'm, I'm really hoping Microsoft holds true to to these announcements that they've made. Um, If they do, then uh, not 2019, but probably 2020, they're going to
1: have a really good year. So i guess i guess last of us 2 sony sony kind of you know close neck and neck but honestly like yeah sony kind of it's like you were saying they knew they knew what they had they knew that what they had that was available in the best way right and they because honestly part of me would want to say microsoft part of me says sony but like I just have to like, I'm sorry. I can't remember the last time I felt the way I felt when I saw that, that, per, that,
0: <laughs> well, hopefully but. we won't have to wait too much longer to get it. Um, but we're going to go ahead and uh, call it a uh, a podcast after that. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us for our post E3 red tooth games cast. Once again, I'm Neil Rivera. That's my brother, Wesley Rivera. Uh, if you want any more good Red Tooth Games content, feel free to uh, like us and follow us over on Facebook. Uh, we are facebook.com/RedToothGames. We are at redtooth Games on Twitter. Uh, hopefully, we'll be putting out some more good content for you soon. Until then, we'll see you then. Good night, everybody.
1: I'm a simple